DanielBritt.com. Well, this week we're going to get to know just a little bit better the members who make up the triumphant quartet. So welcome to the microphones, Eric, Scott, Clayton, and David. Guys, welcome. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank welcome, you for letting us be here. Thank you. Right off the bat, Triumphant Quartet, formerly known as Integrity, right? Want to get that out in the open? Correct. I think that happens more often than people realize, the name change thing. You want to talk about that some, about how that transition worked? I mean, if you if you come out as Integrity, how has that been, transitioning to a new name? Well, uh, it could have been detrimental, we think, but we, we tried to handle it in a very positive way. Uh, we had the Integrity Quartet for... Uh, couple of years and then we had a company that come to us and say look can't use that name anymore we've had it longer than you have yeah so we uh just kind of bowed bowed out and said okay and so what we did is we made it fun we made a contest out of it and uh, we put it on all the radio stations around and and try to get people to send in names and whatnot and uh we had i don't know how many names over Over yeah about 3500 yeah many many names and it come around and we we picked the name Triumphant, uh, and because hopefully nobody else had that one, <laughs> and so it was a suggested name. Triumphant. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Actually, actually, we gave away uh, like seven or eight people actually come yeah. up with that name and sent it in. Would they win a car or something? And well, no, uh, well, a little Matchbox car. Actually, <laughs> we sent them one of those. But no, they did. We did win. They did win some prizes. Uh, actually, so, we gave them a weekend to uh, Pigeon Forge yeah. and some other you know paraphernalia. And, it's a big and, word, yeah. Like, Way to go. Yeah. Yeah. And he's from Alabama. Hey. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so that's how it came to be triumphant and not the Inmans or something like that. Right? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yes. That, was, that was my pick. <laughs> I, would, I would hope so. And so well, let's talk about the father and son. Um, which one? I'd like which? to talk about them if I could. <laughs> oh, Scott, you're you're the you're the, um, the son. The son. I'm the, the son. son. Okay. <laughs> I'm the different one of the yeah. bunch. No. The road's been hard on you. I, yes. I, I, yes. It's been um, hard on his hair. <laughs> <laughs> have, 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 you, have, you, have, you, have you sung with your dad all your life? Actually, no. I grew up, he sung pretty much all my life. Actually, okay. all my okay. life. Yeah. He sung all my so To you? Well, even when I didn't want it. Yes. <laughs> but, no. He, uh, he sung all my life, and I remember him leaving. And I guess it's kind of in my blood because I've always been around it. I remember going, hearing him sing, and never actually wanted to sing. Uh, he never forced me to sing. And I think that's why I'm doing it now is because I was never really forced to. It's something I just – one day I said, Dad, I want to sing. I think I was 17 years old, the first time I ever sang in front of somebody. And um, never, so, th- never thought I'd actually sing with him, but I, I'm glad I am. So you didn't have a desire to sing, and then one day, boom, it, there it was. Yeah, I'm, I was a sports – I was an athlete. I, gotcha. All I want to do – all I could – yeah, I want to be a professional wrestler or a baseball player, and that's serious. All of a sudden, when I was 17, I got a desire to, to um, sing and – he was, like I say, he never forced me, and but he was right there to help me any way he could. So, wrestling and gospel music, they go they go together, don't they? Yeah, wrestling. Tell, tell him what your name was going to be. Tell me your name. Well, it was only Scotty the Body. Scotty the Body, what? Flamingo. Okay, but but that was already taken. Okay. So Clayton, what what's your history been with gospel music? Trying to keep him straight. You know, I remember the first trip I went on. I joined the Singing Americans in '83, and he was a toddler. Yeah. And I remember coming back from the first trip. It was a long trip. It was a 10-day trip. And uh, he had not seen me in 10 days. And when I walked in the door, Michelle, my wife, had him in her arms and mm-hmm. met me at the door. He looked at me like he didn't know who I was. And I, that was that was tough. Yeah. Uh, he still does. He still looks at me like he doesn't know who I am. And when he wakes up in the morning, he's like, who are you? No. <laughs> but I've been with several groups. uh Singing Americans, and I uh, went there and joined the uh, 
Kingdom Heirs, yeah. and then helped form a group called One by One, yeah. and okay. then <laughs> and came here and came here with uh, integrity slash triumphant. It sounds mm-hmm. triumphant. Uh, Eric tells folks that I can't keep a job, literally. Um, yeah, yeah. Now the name David Sutton has been around. Tell us about the. Um, oh my goodness. The, 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 <laughs> yes, legendary. It's an overused term, but it but it fits you. Well, I've um I started about 16 years ago. Yeah. I started in 1990 with a group called the Anchorman. I actually traveled with my dad's quartet for eight years playing the drums when mm-hmm. I was in junior high school and high school. And uh, in 1990, I joined the Anchorman out of Goldsboro. Yeah. Um, I, I knew those guys and. At that time, I was fixing to graduate high school, and they were looking for a tenor singer, and I went and auditioned, and they took a chance on me when I was 18 years old. I right. traveled with those guys for about two and a half years. And then uh, Charlie Burke with the Singing Americans called me about uh, two years later, and I traveled with the Singing Americans for three years. I mm-hmm. was actually with the last group that ever traveled really? with the okay. Singing Americans. I tell people all the time I run them out of business. Yeah. But, uh, I left the Singing Americans in 94. <laughs> And joined the Kingdom Heirs at Dollywood uh-huh. and was with those guys for about eight and a half years. And um, that's when um, we decided to form this group and been here ever since, four years. Now, for those who don't know, you guys really spend a lot of time in Pigeon Forge at uh, formerly called the Louise Mandrell Theater. Yes. Currently, it's called the Miracle. The Miracle Theater. Theater. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Tell us about the call. Did Louise call? Did, did she personally call or, or have someone call you guys? Was she looking to do, start this? Or how did that begin? Well, what happened was that she um, she had a gospel group in her theater doing the morning shows. Mm-hmm. And uh, they were going to leave and, and go pursue other things. And uh, she kind of, we, we were actually helping her out with the praise and worship service that she was having. And she kind of came to us and said, listen, what can we do? You know, how can we get going here and whatnot? And uh, with some, you know, putting something that together. And we wasn't interested at all at first. And uh, she kept kept talking. The more she talked, the more interested we got. And so we we started, uh, you know, thinking about it, praying about it. And so, you know, before you know it, we were try- we were trying to look for a lead singer and a baritone. Mm. And we still are. But no, I'm joking. I'm joking, <laughs> guys. Yes, two baritones. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but no, we. <laughs> but Clayton and Scotty were actually uh, <laughs> putting the group together, and uh, they couldn't really find a tenor. Yeah. And we couldn't either, but we found, no, I'm just joking. We got, we, <laughs> so, <laughs> but we, we finally, it all just, man, it all, we all lived in the same area. We've all been friends forever. Yeah. And it all just worked out great. I mean, God's just really good. And as you can tell, we're like brothers. We yeah. bash each other all yeah. the time. Yeah. And pretty much I grew up beating Eric in basketball as a young, <laughs> oh. as a young child. And, uh, <laughs> now that he's older, I try to break him. No, I'm kidding. Yeah. Yeah. Um, because uh, I don't know. Is Louise Mandrell, she's still no, part she, of the theater? She went back to Nashville. Okay. She's uh, she's pursuing other things in her career now. And they've changed the name. Uh, we were there three years with her. And then this year, at the beginning of the year, they changed the name of it to The Miracle. Another mm-hmm. guy bought it, and it's called The Miracle. And what it is, it's a musical mm-hmm. about the life of Christ. And it takes you from the beginning of time all the way through uh, to Christ's ascension. And it's really, really a big production show. It really is. It's uh, uh, lots of great singers. They have um, they fixed it. They have flying angels. Yeah. They have lots of fly, uh, live uh, live animals and stuff too. So, 
So, so you have a nice smell every morning, huh? When you walk. Yeah. In. Well, yeah. Well, um, <laughs> it's actually Scotty. <laughs> it's the wrestler. Hey, um, wrestler. Uh, you guys do a breakfast show, is that right? No, uh, you need to eat before you come see our show because okay. we've served nothing. We do have sausage and biscuits. <laughs> yeah, but you have to pay for them. They're not, they're not included. Okay. Yeah, they're not part of the show. Yeah. Okay. Well, we were talking about this before we turned the mics on. Uh, I was trying to come up with a name. I'll just call it theater work, just, and we'll, we'll know we're talking about the Miracle Theater when you're there versus when you're out on the road singing because you do that as well like, uh, like the other quartets do. They get out and travel the, uh, the highways and the byways and they sing in churches and in concert halls. So tell me what's the difference between Singing at the theater in Pigeon Forge, there near, I assume, where all of you live, versus getting on a bus and going on the roads, besides the obvious. I think one of the biggest differences that I see is the fact that a lot of the people that come through the theater have never heard Southern gospel music. Uh, they're coming to a gospel show, but they don't really know what to expect. We get a lot of tour groups in. Mm. A lot of senior citizen groups come through. And you're a lot part of, of church package. groups. We're part of the package. Yeah. yeah. And um, so it's give us actually the opportunity to um, to sing to a crowd that's not a, a big Southern gospel music follower, I guess you might say. Is that hard to do? I mean, do you find they're a little more reserved since they don't know what to do, they don't know what to expect? Do yeah, I, th- I think um, I think they do tend to be a little more reserved in the theater versus the road. Uh, most of the time when you go out on the road, it's your typical Southern gospel crowd. They know yeah. exactly what they're coming to hear, yeah. whereas the theater is a little different. Sure. I think at the theater, too, the uh, uh, those tour groups that come through or even those who walk in off the street and are interested in what's going on inside, uh, in some respect, are expecting to be entertained. And so there has to be an element of entertainment mm-hmm. there, whereas opposed to... Uh, we go sing at a, a church somewhere on the road. Uh, yes, we might carry that element of entertainment with us, but uh, also at the end of the program, uh, you know, it's brought down to an invitation mm-hmm. uh, time. Sure. Where at the theater, it's that's that doesn't take place. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so you know, people buy the ticket and they want to come see you in a place like that. They're expecting to be entertained somewhat. Mm-hmm. Sure, sure. You can be a little more slicker when you're uh, when you're at the theater. You know, our show kind of is a little more slick, and you know, it's more of a performance type yeah. thing. And yeah. then when you're at the, the- at your church or concert, they expect you to bring something kind of just for them. Yeah. You know, a little bit more for that for yeah. that crowd. Yeah. They want something to when they leave. It, it's like okay, they they did it just for us. You know, that type of thing. Maybe this is best directed towards uh, towards Scotty. Is it okay to call you Scotty, or is That's it just correct. Scott? Okay. perfect. All right, Scotty the bike. Okay, no, not that. Because so, the reason I'm going to write this question to you is because you probably don't have as much of the Southern background as maybe these other guys do. Has it been hard coming into this field of music? I mean, this is a very historic music that that you guys sing. Right. I grew up with everything. I grew up with Dad and Southern gospel. I've been coming to conventions since I was. Young. Okay. Very young. Well, maybe you aren't the right person. So, so I mean, I've been coming here a long time. So, but I've also growing up, I didn't listen to this music as much as I did early on. Like in my middle school, high school days, I was more contemporary Christian music. I love it all. I mean, I if it's good, I'm I'll listen to it. And um, so that's kind of where I'm at. I I enjoy it all. I think it's there's a place for everything. So, and this week's a good place for Southern gospel. So, <laughs> well, I will ask you this question then, since since you're very, and I'm not saying you guys aren't eclectic in your taste, but since I know because you just told me that you're very, you're very much eclectic, you're into a variety of music. Uh, 
Oh, I got you now. Yeah. Here's that deer in the headlights looking. <laughs> yeah, really uh, what's your favorite triumphant quartet song that you do? Well, I'm biased. Well, no, I'm not biased. I'm biased. Um, but that's past tense. Never mind. Um, actually, our newest single is dear to me because I had a chance of writing it. And it's called uh, Hey Jonah. I guess it's like a baby. I guess yeah. you write a song, it's kind of like I a baby that. to you. So that's kind of how I feel about it. And it's original by us. So that's that's probably my favorite. But then again, I'm biased with no T. <laughs> Are most of the songs you guys do original, or, or do you like to go back we, to, and read? We are stuff? we're very diverse on that. I mean, we like to do everything, mm-hmm. and that's one thing that we've done since day one. From I mean, we'll do something that may have a contemporary, you know, flair to it, sure. and then we'll do a hymn. Sure, you know. So, and I imagine all, you have to do some of the traditional, especially if you're singing to an audience that doesn't know a whole lot. They think Elvis, or they think you know. Right. See, I think what's really neat about our group. Uh, I consider myself singing with the very best guys in their positions, including Jeff, the very best pianist in his position. I just consider myself being able to sing with those, the very mm-hmm. best at what they do. And what's neat about it, we can sing with a track, yeah, but then we can turn right around and sing with just piano and four vocals, and you know, and not miss a beat. I, so I think that I think where that might be where I I, I hope that doesn't sound like we're tooting our own horn, but sure. that's but it's something that that the group can do, and we we're not we're not stuck to track music or right. yeah we can right. break away. Talking about different audiences, not me jump in. He, he brought up singing without tracks. Yeah. Just a couple of weeks ago, we were in Texas and. Um, We've all we've never had this happen to us, but we got to a church and we didn't we had to fly to Texas, so mm. we didn't have our oh. equipment there. So we get to this big church, quarter million dollar PA system, just incredible system. Well, we got there and they couldn't get our 360 system, which has all of our yeah. background music on. They couldn't get it going, so we had to do the whole concert that night with just piano. <laughs> and Eric stood up there and told the people what was going on. And when he told them that we were just going to be singing with piano, no other music, they started applauding wow. and just absolutely loved. Loved it that night. Yeah, so yeah. that just shows you the, the difference in people. Uh, some people like the big orchestrated music, and sure, some people like sure. just the four vocals with the piano. How'd it go that night? Went great. Super, yeah. yeah. People like that. And, and like I say, and like you said, it's not because they dislike the orchestration or the produced music, yeah. but I think it gives you a chance to show off that you really are. you got the talent. It's not just produced in the studio somewhere. I, re- I just needed more of me in the monitor. That's all I needed. <laughs> <laughs> Don't we all? <laughs> yeah, he did. You could tell it from up there. <laughs> now, honestly, I'm not trying to get you to say anything bad about your theater, but is there something that um, – do you ever find yourself disconnected from the other groups, from the traveling circuit because you're not on the road all year because you are stuck in a theater? We are so comfortable, and it is, I'm speaking for myself, I, I love going, getting up in the morning, being at work at about 8.30 or so, singing at 10, being at home by 12.30. <laughs> That's my kind of a job right there. I like it. That sounds like it. And we still travel, too. And we get so. the opportunity to travable, but we, but I like, the theater work is a, uh, you know, I get to sleep in my own bed at yeah, night, yeah. and I get to see my kids every day. 
and pretty much. Now we do, we do we do some traveling. We travel January, February, March quite a bit on mm-hmm. weekends, and we do a weekend here and there throughout the year. But um, I mean, there's nothing like staying at the house. I mean, I love it. Sure. And you you ask how the other groups treat us over it. I yeah. think they treat us great, but I think one reason is because we have done both. That's you know, true. we do the theater, yeah. yet we get out there like the rest of them. Mm-hmm. And, and try to stay within the industry as well. And I think if you'll, you know, every group kind of just d- does their own thing. And there's yeah. a lot of them that does a lot more revivals, a lot of them that do just the big concerts. Yeah. And so every, everybody kind of has their little niche or whatever, I guess, worked out to where they're pretty comfortable with what's going on. We don't work any less than other groups. Uh, that was the, I guess, the perception that we, we, we had an easy gig right. yeah. because we don't work, but it's really, it's, we do as much or more singing than a lot of groups, which is just reversed. We do it sure. in the mornings as opposed to the evening. Yeah. yeah. You know, if we went on the road four days a week, we'd get there at five o'clock, set up, down at the concert at nine, mm. go to a motel or ride down the road in the bus. We do the same schedule. It's just at the house. Well, yeah. we sing a lot. I mean, starting, uh, the first of October, we're singing uh, six, six days, days a week through December, but it's still at home. It's and a it's a two hour and a half to two hour concert yeah. there. A lot of singing, so. but you're at the house. Yeah. You ever find yourself when you get towards the end of the travel season, you start longing for home and for the theater. Yes. And then once you get close to the end of the theater season, you start getting anxious to get back on the road exactly. again. Great it, mixture. Yeah. It, there really is. It's just a happy yeah. medium. It, it, to me, there's always a closure. Yeah. When you're doing something, there's a closure there. It's yeah. not like you're a it's week forever, 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 forever. You have something to look forward to. Yeah. I bet. I, bet. I think at the end of the theater system, uh, year, you know, our wives are like, you know, guys, we're really ready for you guys to go on the road. And so it works out for them, too. Michelle Quiet. did that to me. So are you yeah. still here? <laughs> Quiet respite. A new album for you guys? You have one? Are you working on one? Well, our late, our brand new album that we have, uh, we told, talked about hymns a while ago. We just have uh, just have come out with a hymn CD. It has a lot of the great old songs on it. Um, you know, How Great Thou Art. Mm-hmm. It is well with my soul. A lot of those songs. And... Uh, we're fixing to go into the studio in October and cut a brand new one with Daywind, the Daywind project. And we're looking forward to that. Scotty will have some songs on there if he will uh, get busy. And, uh, <laughs> no, and no, then, no pressure. And then, the one we just released, which has only been out about a couple of months or maybe a month and a half, was the one Scotty was talking about earlier, Hey Jonah. Yeah. That's yeah. our present single. Well, the future for you guys looks bright, and I, I, I'm excited to hear that you're excited about your year layout, because I think that's cool, where you can do one thing, and then you have that closure like you talk about. But, um, Scotty, are you are you working on, um, and if not, you should, uh, they do a quartet convention celebrity softball game. We need a, we need, we need a gospel music wrestling match. You know what? Um, I love softball. That's actually my passion. I play all the time. You play in it this uh Well, year. no. Um, they haven't. I honestly don't know how to get involved in that. But now, a wrestling match, I would find a way to get involved. I practice three times a week in a ring there at home, and um, I think one day he really I can, does. I think I'm one, sure there's somebody here who wouldn't mind dressing up in a flamingo and being your mascot. Well, I had it actually when I was in high school. I, um, I had a fan club. Did you really in the high school? Yeah. And I had an air, airbrush shirt made. That's when I was immature and before I got saved. <laughs> but uh, I I had a shirt that said. Now he's saved. He still is still really immature. <laughs> yeah. I had a shirt that said Scotty the Body. Yeah. And then in pink it said Flamingo. 
and then on the back it had a flamingo flexing. <laughs> and uh, pink scarf to go with it. No, no boas or anything. <laughs> and but uh, you know, people seem to enjoy it. It was something to you know laugh at or talk about or something. So and that's why I do it. And we're still laughing and talking about it. Yeah, I mean, six. Well, how many years is? It? Eight years later, they're still you know enjoying it. Well, but you were in high school for about seven years too, so that was a good long time for everybody to enjoy it. <laughs> yeah. Three of those years were eleventh grade. Okay, wow. <laughs> long career. Okay, what uh where how can we keep in contact with you guys? Got a website? Yeah, we've got a website. It's uh dot com or you can email us at triumphantquartet at hotmail dot com. All right. And we can look for you in Pigeon Forge again at the Miracle Theater. Find that information there as well. Yes. Mm-hmm. And you can, uh, can you buy tickets? Can you? You can go to the box office there. Great. It's open every day. Well, guys, this has been so much fun. Let's do it again soon. Been great. Thanks so much. Thank you, Daniel.